Hello, and thank you for tuning to Fire and Rain Ministries, where fire purges and rain washes. Today, we have an exciting word to share with you from Apostle Allison J. Cross, and we know that you will be encouraged by what you hear. So sit back and relax, and remember, she has a word for you from the Word. Praise the Lord, Prophetess Cross. How are you? I'm great. I'm great. I'm great. And I trust that you are well also. I am with the help of the Lord. Yes, ma'am. Amen. Amen. Well, open us up with a word of prayer and then we're going to dive right into our um, session tonight. Okay. All right. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we come to you tonight, Lord, humbly thanking you and praising you for your goodness and your mercy, for your love and your kindness. We cannot... Uh, even think of the words to describe how good you are. But Lord, we do pause to just say thank you, thank you, thank you. The Lord, just have your way in this session on tonight. God, we thank you even for washing our hearts and cleansing us from any sin and any unrighteousness. And we yield our whole entire being, our minds, everything about us, we yield it to you tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 It's so good to have you here with us tonight. And you know, as I have mentioned before, I've been following you guys' ministry like forever <laughs> for years. And when I moved down here to the Carolinas, I said, hey, I'm close to them now. So maybe we got to, you know, meet and see what's going on in the kingdom. Amen. Absolutely. Absolutely. And thank you for the invite. Not a problem at all. So I got a couple of questions for you. Um, so tell us a little bit about your ministry, how you guys got started. And, you know, yeah, let us know about your ministry. Okay. Um, well, my husband and I together have been in ministry for, well, pastoring um, two churches, one in the Franklin, Virginia area, okay. and the other in Suffolk, uh, Virginia area for over uh, 1997. Oh, and wow. then two years later, we started uh, Greater El Bethel Delivery Center in uh -huh. Suffolk yeah, 10 years later. So, um we came to the Franklin area after we returned from overseas, which okay. we were there for three years. Okay. And in Japan, by the way. Okay. So after that, uh, we kind of transitioned, um, taking over the church from my father-in-law. Okay. So um, that's what we've been doing ever since. Awesome, awesome. And uh, so give us a synopsis of the ministry that you guys are called to. I know that you're a prayer warrior because I see you on them early morning prayers and I'll be right there sometimes praying too. So give us a synopsis of your ministry. Okay. Um, well, our ministry is based on, um, we do a lot of deliverance, mm -hmm. uh, but uh, uh, you probably have heard of Apostle Avery Hopkins and I like how he say uh, he do balance deliverance. Amen. So we like to deal with the whole man not just passing out demons, but showing you why mm -hmm. uh, they're there, how to be free and how to live a, a, a balanced life. So we do a lot of deliverance and we also teach the people that it is God's will for us to prosper, Amen. And, uh, to be in health, even as our souls prosper. So that's basically what we do. We try to reach for the, um, the wholeness of a man. It's just not just part of it, but we try to reach for um, the entirety of the person. Amen. You know, you said something really interesting, um, reaching for the whole person. And, you know, once, you know, you come to the altar and God does something wonderful in you, 
when you've um, been, when you've had stuff attached to you for so long, if you don't fill that emptiness back up with God, then you're just wide open for the enemy to try to come back in, you know, because there'll be that empty feeling. If like sometimes when people are attached to something for so long, it becomes a part of them. And so it's important, like you said, a minister to the whole man to show people, okay, this is what was in your life. This is gone now. So you're going to feel kind of detached, but now how do we move forward with, you know, being complete in Christ? Absolutely. Absolutely. And one thing I want to add to that is um, we also try to let people know that, um, yeah, God saves us. Jesus uh, allows his son because of the death on the cross, the redemptive work. Yes, we are saved, but, you know, it takes a a lifetime to work on the flesh. Yes, it does. You know, you get up from the altar and everything's washed clean and you're good to go. We teach people that you have to work on it on a daily basis. Amen. You know, the Bible says that we have to work out our own soul salvation with fear and trembling. And, you know, that's a daily thing, like you said, on a daily basis, because you may get over the ground level stuff like smoking, drinking, and cussing. But then as you grow, then you got to get over like some generational stuff and things and habits. And, you know, that comes by the word. Absolutely. 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 And we do, we definitely want to teach the people also that there's freedom in the word. Right. Um, you, you know, I don't know what era you came up in, but I came up in the, the hardcore holiness era. Which, you know, holiness is still right. That's what we stand by. Right, but right. the people that, you know, God wants us happy. Mm-hmm. He wants us free. He wants us to understand the genuineness of his word. Yes. So, you know, we just try to let people know that, that it's not all um, fire and brimstone. Right. But it's a way of life. <laughs> you know, and, you know, just to piggyback off what you just said, because you can't scare people into salvation. Exactly. It says that it's with love and kindness have I drawn them, you know. And so God draws people by love. And, you know, people know that we are God people when we can love them to Christ. You know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. if you keep it up, you're going to die and go to hell. Well, people already know when they're in sin that they're wrong. Right. You don't have to add insult to injury, but, you know, just loving people and showing them the goodness of God, it will literally draw them to him, especially, you know, when the Bible says that, you know, pray for people that despitefully use you and, you know, pray for people like that, not, you know, browbeat them, but let them know God loves you in any situation that you're in. Exactly. And Apostle, if I could add this, I was thinking about the very thing that you just said on this week. And um, there's been times as I operate in the prophetic mm-hmm. that um, the Lord has given me a word for a person mm-hmm. and privately. And I guess that's a whole nother subject because some people don't know how to prophesy. They will kill a person with prophecy yeah. instead of doing it in private. Right. In times where the Lord had instructed me to do it openly mm-hmm. so that um, if the person did not heed, then the people would know it was him. Mm-hmm. So then I begin to think about that. And that's one of my mottos uh, that you, the scripture you mentioned with love and kindness. Have I drawn thee? I live by that scripture. But I also, my mind went to Jude. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I can't quote it verbatim, but the scripture said, some of them we pour from hell, even with the smoke, the smell of the smoke on their clothes. Yeah. So yeah, we yeah. have to be really open and in tune mm-hmm. to when to do that, 
you know, the tough love type thing, mm -hmm. because some people, especially in this, uh, this era that we're living in, this season, this time, people's hearts are so hard. Yeah. And some people you can't go to with the kit gloves. You have to right. tell them the whole truth, but at the same time, loving them. Right. So important. So important. It's important to love people because right now it seems like we're in a world that doesn't have a whole lot of love. Yes. You got the parents against the kids. You got the kids against the parent. You got the people against each other. And now you have churches coming against one another. Yeah. Various reasons, you know, and it's like, where is the love of God in all this? Absolutely. We have to be that beacon of light when it seems like we're in a, a world with no hope. And, you know, we know that the hope is in Christ Jesus. And that's yeah. something that we have to spread to people. Absolutely. I agree. 100%. Yeah, and let them know that God loves you in spite of, because guess what? We were a mess. <laughs> we were a wretched, undone mess. And then when Jesus, you know, washed us and cleaned us up and, you know, we have the joy of the Lord and we can spread that to other people. Some people may even ask, why are you so happy? You know, yes. look, yeah. it's a lot going on, but I have a lot to be happy about, you know? Absolutely. Yeah, Absolutely. And it's salvation. Mm -hmm. And I always say, I thank God that, He's not a God of the closet right? because all of us will be exposed. So we have to remember that, especially when we're dealing with other people, right. that you know how merciful and how loving God was to us. So in, in turn, we will return that or reciprocate that same love to others. Right. That's right. You know, mm -hmm. you said something that I want to go back to briefly. You said that, you know, how it's important when there's deliverance going on, no one to deliver when, when people are being delivered know when to make it a private session and not a public spectacle so to speak. Right. Mm -hmm. how do you how what what is how do you know when to you know counsel someone privately through their deliverance as opposed to you know oh i'm on the altar now i'm gonna call your sin out and you delivered you know from <laughs> i mean people i have seen people do that and i was like oh my god why did they just put their business out there like that you should have mm -hmm. pulled them to the side and whispered in their ear, of, you know, something. Um, why, you know, why is it important not to um, put all people's business out there just because the Lord may share it to you, you know, during deliverance? Right. Because, see, one thing that, that I've learned and I've seen um, prophets in action, mm -hmm. the word may be accurate, but it's, it's bad when the truth can kill. Yeah. The truth comes to set us free, but when it is not uttered in the right um, format or in, in the right place, it can really kill a person. Mm -hmm. So um, I often look at myself mm -hmm. and even in my ministry, I, I ask myself, okay, how is it that you want to be handled or treated? Because um, I remember this being um, some years ago in a service where this prophet he was accurate and I knew he was accurate, but what he said, put the man on front street and the man uh, left the church and left God, mm. left God, ultimately left God because of the prophet wasn't seasoned enough yeah. to, to portray the information that God had given him. Mm -hmm. So um, the way I handle that is I just think about how do I want to be treated? Will I be embarrassed if... Um, my information is put out like that. And then I, I consider that, right. you know, you know, and I also think about the, uh, the totality of God being a God of love. Mm -hmm. 
and how many times, wow, when he could have put our business out. Oh my God, blasted us. Uh-huh. Blasted us. Billboard and he didn't do it. Yeah, yeah. So with that same love and consideration is the same way we should act. Absolutely. I totally agree. I totally agree. And you know, it's important because, you know, the enemy comes to kill, steal, and destroy, and God comes to bring life in more abundantly, you know, and so whenever you see, but that's, you know, that goes back to the scripture when it says, suffer not a novice to teach, you know, we have to make sure that as people, people have to make sure that as they're coming up through the ranks and growing in their, you know, ministry gift, that they're properly um, governed, you know, they're properly mentored and you you get a lot of people that will get a word oh you a prophet and then all of a sudden they gone they oh gone. you know you got a word and tomorrow you got one scripture in your belly and you're going to go out and prophesy to the world but you know if you're not careful you'll be arrogant you'll be haughty you'll be pumped mm-hmm. up think more of yourself than you are and you know you'll end up damaging people because you're not you're not mature in certain areas and so mm-hmm. you know why do you think that um leading to my next question, that it's so important for people to have a pastor or overseer, someone that, why is it, why is that important? How come people just can't go out there and take the Bible and pastor themselves? Well, one reason, um, of course, the scripture says that God gives pastors after his own heart. Right. Mm-hmm. So a pastor then um, is, uh, for the lack of a better word, downloaded from God, the information for his people. So a pastor gives instructions like an, a parent. You know mm-hmm. how it is when we brought our children up, especially at those teenagers, mm-hmm. when they thought they knew it all, you know, had all the answers and we didn't know a thing. Yeah. But you know, sometimes that's how we are in the sight of God. So mm-hmm. then he gives the pastors yeah. um, the ability to see, even in the spirit, mm-hmm. where you're getting ready to make a wrong turn or right. you're getting ready to walk in a ditch or you're getting ready to... Uh, make a huge error yeah so it is definitely important and especially um we have to um bring ourselves into subjection right to leadership mm-hmm. because one thing i know for sure if we can't hear a pastor mm-hmm. then you reap what you sow then you try to go out and lead somebody and you're going to mm-hmm. fall on your face yeah because you didn't want to humble yourself Mm-hmm. And I know the scripture says if we humble ourselves, then he will exalt us in due time. So having a pastor, a leader, and an overseer mm-hmm. is very critical, highly mm-hmm. important. Because there are so many foreign voices out, mm-hmm. especially today, in today's world, yeah. so many foreign voices mm-hmm. telling people what's right and what's wrong. And you know what I call it? <laughs> New that? Age witchcraft. Yeah, because new age witchcraft says, do you, mm-hmm. whatever makes you feel good, find your pathway to God. But when you under proper leadership, mm-hmm. that pastor, that overseer can lead you in the way that the spirit of the Lord is leading them. Amen. Amen. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and then when people don't uh, sit under um, or make themselves accountable, and soon as the fire gets hot or when you begin to get um, chastised and said, no, you need to do this according to the word. I see what you're doing, but that's not the best thing for you. You need to reel it in. And then what do you see, say about the people that they get full of themselves and say, you know what? I don't need to be here. I don't need to be under your leadership. I'm going to go somewhere else. What would you say to the people that are considering leaving where God has planted them because they don't want to listen? 
Wow. And we've seen it so many times, so mm -hmm. many times you can, you, you really at that point have to pray for grace Yeah, and you have to pray that God will grace you to see the person. And we, I, one of the, um, the, well, the main scripture of our ministry is Ephesians mm -hmm. 12. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, right. but against principalities and powers and you know how the scripture goes. Yes. So mm -hmm. we have to see the person as, uh, for the lack of a better word, not a person, but being led by a spirit. And mm -hmm. that way we don't take it personal. Right. Because, uh, and I'm telling you, until God really delivered me from people, yeah, yeah. many times I would take it personal. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, you, you, you've sown everything you got into a person. Yeah. Now all of a sudden you'll get a, a Johnny come lately or a, a fly by Wednesday. And yeah, they'll come yeah. and give a prophetic word and now you're ready to go. Mm -hmm. So my advice to them, it would be to uh, go to God, fast and pray. Mm -hmm. Don't make a move until um, he say move mm -hmm. and learn to listen to God for yourself That's and right. not just be pulled on by other people. Right. It's and, you know, know, one of the things that's really um detrimental to a, a person growing in their gifting is they're listening to taking unwise counsel. They take the counsel of people that don't even know God for real, yes. you know, but it appeals to their flesh because of what they want to do. And then they take the counsel of someone other than their leader that's trying to come up themselves. And so then you surround yourself with a whole bunch of people that you like, you know, still in the flesh or whatever, take their counsel and then you leave. And that is so um, very scary because you're out there doing your own thing. And, you know, the Bible says in Psalms chapter one that, you know, blessed the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly. So if you are taking counsel from an ungodly person and you decide that you want to do your own thing, what does that say about where you're going to end up, <laughs> you know? Absolutely. And it's, it's a very dangerous place to be in mm -hmm. because, um, when we become heady and yeah. high-minded, mm -hmm. it gives the devil a legal entryway. Yeah. Where he can come in and attack us at his will mm -hmm. because now our mind is turned away from the will of God mm -hmm. and we're more so looking at what people think. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, listening to God is a humbling experience because many times it's not what we want to hear. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. Sometimes he'll say wait. Sometimes he'll say no. Sometimes mm -hmm. we say not right now, mm -hmm. but it's a humbling thing to, to just wait on the Lord. It is. And, you know, that's something, you know, that's something that we have to do. We have to wait on him. We have to get divine instruction. And, you know, and one thing I've learned over the course of the years is if God is not saying anything, that means sit down somewhere and be still until he talks. Yes. You no, know, that don't mean make your own path, <laughs> you know? <laughs> It means just wait, you know, keep on waiting on God because like, you know, like you were saying, you know, you make your own path, you end up in a situation that, you know, you didn't end up uh, want to be in. And most of the time when that happens, mm -hmm. it's worse than what we anticipated. Yeah. Because now the pathway back mm -hmm. is more bumpy, it's yeah. longer, it's more difficult. Yeah. So it's best to just just wait. This, this is what I do. When mm -hmm. the Lord give me a prophetic word for a person, mm -hmm. I will say, this is what I'm hearing the Lord say. Mm -hmm. And especially if it's like uh, a difficult word, mm -hmm. I would tell them, don't you move 
until yeah. you get the confirmation of, of what I said. Mm -hmm. Because I understand the path that you're going to have to take. Yeah. And even if you choose not to do it, if you move prematurely, then there's consequences to pay. So yeah. just, wait, just wait on the Lord. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure both of us have gone through some things when we can look back in our early ministerial days and, you know, when we were like, ah, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. And God was like, nope, wait. And, you know, sometimes like we went ahead and then we saw what happened. And so that's why we can tell people, you know, in ministry, you got to have wisdom, you got to have knowledge, experience, and you got to be full of the word. But without the, those components, you know, you're going to be missing something. You know, Absolutely. you can't. You can't go out there, you know, have a couple of scriptures, but you have no experience in dealing with people because you'll deal with them the wrong way. Absolutely. And then, you know, that comes with watching, you know, your leader or allowing your leader to mentor you. And then, so why can't people pastor themselves? How come I just can't be my own pastor? I hear from God, you know, how come I can't just sit at home and pastor myself? <laughs> because that's, <laughs> that's so far from the word of God, you know, um, God gives pastors for a reason. Yeah. You know, even Jesus was under the authority of his father. Right. So right. always, there's always a level of authority mm -hmm. that we have to be under. Um, right. I remember one time um, making this correction with mm -hmm. one of our ministers. Mm -hmm. um, uh, this particular one would take appointments and we didn't know about it. Mm -hmm. And um, now, if you are immature, you will pick that up as micromanaging. Yeah. But micromanaging, it is covering you. Mm -hmm. So um, you know how it is. I go back to the children at um, 16 and uh, 15 years old. Mm -hmm. You tell them, let me know where you're going. Right. And, and I, I'm going to tell you what time you need to be back. That's not because you want to micromanage, but right. you need to cover them mm -hmm. if they get in trouble. Mm -hmm. So, you know, um, that's why it's that's so important to be right. under strong leadership and then to adhere to leadership because mm -hmm. we have to be covered. Yeah, because, you know, the one thing that I know is that, you know, we're going to give an account to God. And when you're serious in ministry, you walk circumspectly and you really endeavor to say, God, I'm, gonna, I'm doing this for you. It's not for me. So I want to I want to do it right. And so I know that leaders that have the heart of God we're not out here to wound people and, you know, we're not out here to control and manipulate people. That's witchcraft. We're out here to make sure that people become the best people that they can be for God, you know, exactly. you know, and that all, you know, comes with discipleship. And, you know, if people don't want it, won't be discipled, then, you know, learners of Christ, and it's going to be a deficit somewhere when they try to go out and do something. Exactly. And there's a distinct difference between a pastor Mm -hmm. and an evangelist yeah. and any of the other fivefold mm -hmm. ministry leaders mm -hmm. because at the end of the day when the evangelist is gone mm -hmm. when the apostle is gone when the prophet is gone mm -hmm. that pastor still have to be there right to hear from god yeah and and believe it or not they will get insight from god yeah that will um, help you if if mm -hmm. we will learn to listen yeah. So it, it's important that we, you know, we can't go out and try to do it on our own because um, I always say, because the devil will whip you yes, six ways from Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like that's the it. truth. That is the yeah. truth. You know, and so, you know, in saying all of that, why do you think it's important that people, that we develop 
the fruits of the spirit. Why do we even need those? Why do we need to develop that? From a pastoral standpoint? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, um, I was <laughs> I was thinking about that uh, particular <laughs> question. Um, well, and this is what I want to expound on. Yeah. Because um, we are in such a diverse time, mm -hmm. people have their own ideals, people have their own thoughts. And I say that, um, I always say that the internet have given people a platform yeah. that they really don't deserve. There's mm -hmm. so much teaching um, going mm -hmm. on and people are looking at, at too many different angles. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They're calling it right, Hollywood. Yeah. Um, I mm -hmm. mean, all sorts of angles people are looking at and yeah. calling it right. So it, from a pastoral standpoint, We've got to have the fruits of the spirit so that we won't give up. Right. We won't get frustrated. We won't uh, act out of character mm -hmm. because a lot of pastors are frustrated. Mm -hmm. it's, it's so much going on now yeah. and the people are becoming more cold-hearted. Mm -hmm. They are becoming more self-teachers, yeah. um, hard to teach, hard to reach. So mm -hmm. if we don't exemplify or have those, that fruit of the spirit working inside of us, mm -hmm. oh, we will then become a casualty. Yeah. And we don't want that. Right. You know, and this, you know, that leads me to my next question. Um, I know they have it in the questions, but I do want to ask this. It's so, well, mention this. It's so important that pastors, uh, that we take care of ourselves. Yes. You know, and don't, you know, yes, we have the burden of the word of the Lord in us. And because we have to deliver the word, we have to, you know, teach the people, help the people grow, nurture them, things like that. But it's okay to step away and take some time off, you know, and handle your mental, you know, our mental. And so, and a lot of times um, I have seen some pastors feel like if I don't do it and, you know, you know, it ain't gonna get done. So I have to do this, I gotta do this and never take time off to minister, you know, to allow the Lord to minister to them or they begin to put the church ahead of God and ahead of their family. And I've seen leaders lose their family to the church. And mm -hmm. so why is it important to have as a leader that type of balance in your life that, you know, I can take a step back and say, you know, I need to just rest. Mm -hmm. When did you start? When did when is what are some of the telltale signs that a leader needs to know even today that you know that they may be uh, coming up on a burnout? Mm -hmm. And I've learned that it, it took a while because you know um, in 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 our younger years, mm -hmm. and I, I'm gonna say maybe the twenties and the, mm -hmm. the thirties, mm -hmm. we have energy that's just crazy. Yeah, out the window. <laughs> Yeah, and, and we still have energy now, but it's more a time of operating in wisdom. Yeah, you know, like uh, work smarter, not harder type thing. Yep. Mm -hmm. Um, I had to learn that. I remember one time, um, I, I said to my husband, I said, I gotta get away. Um, mm -hmm. I just need a couple days by myself. Mm -hmm. Just we just go, and he welcomed it because he he noticed the burnout. Mm -hmm. And so I just took a couple of days in a hotel in mm -hmm. Williamsburg. That's where I went by myself. Mm -hmm. And after that time, those just those two days of laying around doing nothing, taking mm -hmm. care of my mental, like you mm -hmm. said, mm -hmm. I was good. I was ready to go. Mm -hmm. um, and one way we can recognize it is 
are you how are you easily agitated mm -hmm. um, when the thought of the church or the people come up in in your mind mm -hmm. how do you feel yeah do you feel heavy mm -hmm. um uh, do you say I don't want to pray for them? Um, I just just get out of my sight. Mm -hmm. Then home then begins to suffer. Yeah, you know um, attitudes with husband, attitude with children. Right, um, mm -hmm. all of that stuff. God always gives us warning. Yes, He does. How we handle the warning, mm -hmm. um, and I think it's important. I think it's highly important yes. that we, we we know we recognize those signs and we step away. Mm -hmm. step away we're not sinning mm -hmm. because you know so many times and especially now we've mm -hmm. seen pastors committing suicide yeah we've seen pastors turning to alcohol mm -hmm. and people looking and saying shame on you but mm -hmm. nobody ever stopped to say can i help you yeah. there's something deeper going on mm -hmm. because you have all of this weight on you how can i be of a help Right. Instead of um, waiting for people to recognize my good, mm -hmm. then I, I learn how to say I'm on my way to burnout. Yeah. Burn mm -hmm. Right. You're absolutely right. You know, that's something that, you know, you said that a lot of times when uh, pastors or leaders are getting burnt out or they may uh, becoming, uh, become, start feeling suicidal or things like that, it's important to have somebody to go to. Mm -hmm. But it's important that we as leaders are trustworthy because when people come to a leader and they start telling a leader um, their deep business, you don't want to hear it on social media and you show up don't want to hear it across the pulpit. Absolutely. So, and that's something I think that have jaded leaders from going to other leaders because of the amount of exposure that, you know, you could potentially ruin someone's ministry with, with information. And exactly. you can ruin their life. And so I think sometimes leaders pull back from going to, you know, someone that they can talk to for real, for real, to get all this stuff out or get delivered or healed or whatever the case may be, because they don't, nowadays you don't, it's hard to know who to trust unless the Lord really, really show you who you can trust. You wouldn't know who you can really trust with your deep business. That's so true. Mm -hmm. And it's so sad at the same time mm -hmm. because um, a lot of time pastors and leaders are looked at as, as these superhuman people Yeah, mm -hmm. that don't hurt, you know, don't go through financial struggles, mm -hmm. don't have family problems. Mm -hmm. They look at you as this larger than life figure, yeah. but it's not so, you know, right. if, if you cut a pastor, he's going to bleed, mm -hmm. kick a pastor, he's going to feel the pain right. or, or he's going to feel the pain. So you know, um, I suggest, and this is what we had to do, and I, I give God the praise for this, that every pastor, everyone in leadership, if you don't have it, pray for yeah. um, a team of intercessors yeah. that can hold you up. And, and if you get some real intercessors mm -hmm. that will pray for you, you don't have to tell them a thing. They're nope. going to be in the praying the Holy Ghost. Yeah, yeah. If, if anything needs to be revealed, the Holy Ghost will reveal it, but mm -hmm. they will pray for that leader. Yeah. In the, and, yeah. and I'm in grateful the, that, you know, over, it took some time to, to really develop that, mm -hmm. but I'm grateful to God that he's blessed us now with mm -hmm. a team of intercessors that hold us up in prayer. And that, you know, just like in the Old Testament, you know, Aaron and Ur, her was holding up Moses' hands. Uh -huh. you know, and when you know when the hands went down, the battle was you know 
being lost when them hand went back up, you know, the battle was won. And that's kind of like what those intercessors are doing now. They're holding our arms up in the spirit because, you know, you can't be, you can't do everything. And so it takes a whole village. It takes everybody working towards the same, in the same direction that is for the call of Christ to get the job done because we can't do it all by ourselves. Exactly. Exactly. And I'll tell you what, I was just speaking to um, uh, Apostle Cross, my husband today, and I was telling him that um, I really feel like um, there's a time when you need to re recognize when you need counseling. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Talk to somebody, even mm -hmm. if it's professional, mm -hmm. get all of this stuff off of you so yeah. that you can function. Right. And you know, and in wise counseling, you have to have, like you said, if you recognize when you need counseling, and there's so many people that think, I'm going to counsel myself. Well, you may miss it. You may feel an unction, but that's your flesh doing the unction. And you need somebody who can say, hey, no, you got this going on, and we're going to help you walk through the process of full deliverance. Or are you under a spirit of oppression? Are you depressed? Are you mentally ill? What is it? And God will show the right person what's going on with you when you can't even see what's going on with you. And at the end of the day, if you stay the course with that um, deliverance sessions, because a lot of times you need more than just one on the altar. You need some ongoing, you know, ministry going on. Mm -hmm. And, you know, God will show the right person what you need and how to deliver it to you so it won't crush you, you know, but it'll bring, you know, up and out the stuff that's, you know, that's bothering you. Mm -hmm. And I'm glad you said that sessions with an S. Yeah. <laughs> that's so yeah. important. Because some of this stuff is so deep. It's yeah. so deep. The wounds are so deep mm -hmm. that you cannot just go in and hit it and quit it. Right. Deal with it from, from the root. Uh, yeah. the, the Lord gave me a message one time mm -hmm. and it was, uh, I was ministering to a group of women mm -hmm. and the message was spiritual dehiscence mm -hmm. where the wound was so infected Mm. That, um, that uh, in, in a medical term, you have to go and open it up and go in and scrape the wound. Uh -huh. So that that's what de deliverance, uh, ongoing deliverance does. It goes in and scrapes it and gets out all of the infections yeah. so that we can be happy. We can live mm -hmm. uh, a victorious life. Right. And you know, sometimes a prophet is when people are... Um, I'll use myself for an example. Say, for instance, well, I'll just say people. I'm going to put myself in that category. But sometimes people can be so, um, there will be so much um, deep trauma in their lives and mm -hmm. wounds and generational stuff going on that, you know, this happened back then, that happened back then. And when they were a kid, they'll carry stuff all the way from childhood up into adulthood and then don't really realize that that's not normal because you know certain things have become their norm and then when you try to minister to somebody and say no that's not normal you need deliverance what do you get pushed back from people that come in with deep-seated wounds and you know deep roots of you know whatever you know it's going on in them do you get pushed back where people will say i don't need to be delivered i'm just fine but you know it's something there but they are in denial how do you get a person to realize that, no, there's something going on when they want to live in denial. How do you minister to a person uh, with that type of um, mindset? Well, um, and that's a great question. Uh, mm -hmm. One of the main spirits that we go against in a case like that is the deaf and dumb spirit. Mm -hmm. 
that comes to clog the mind yeah. and clog the ears so that they can't hear and even think properly. Mm -hmm. So we, we literally have to go after that spirit so mm -hmm. that it, because if, if you can get that out, mm -hmm. then a person will come to the realization that yes, that's what's wrong. Mm -hmm. now, now, we've also noticed that if a person is coming for that type of deliverance, mm -hmm. the enemy will fight them tooth and nail yeah. to, to try to get them to, to think Mm -hmm. I, we've had them to almost come to the church driveway and say, oh, I don't need it. Mm -hmm. Because that deaf and dumb spirit is so strong. So uh, we would suggest um, praying in advance for a person like that. Yeah. And because many deal with it and don't even know it. Mm -hmm. But it most definitely stops deliverance. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. You know, nowadays we need deliverance bad all across the nation. But you know what we're seeing now? We're seeing the manifestation of what's in the heart of people. Yes. On a, you know, and if you don't allow the Lord to change your heart, there is not a program that could ever be created that's going to change a man's heart. It's going to take God. It's going to take the Lord to do that, you know, to change our heart and give us, take away the heart of stone and give us a heart of flesh. You know, mm -hmm. it, there's nothing that man can do. We have to pray. And, you know, we have to unite and pray that, you know, like you were saying that, you know, the, the deaf and dumb spirit, the mind blinded spirits, you know, mm -hmm. all those things that's keeping people blinded to the truth, that those mm -hmm. things will be uprooted out of their lives all mm -hmm. across America. Absolutely. And mm -hmm. Apostle, if I could add this, um, one thing you said is so true, seeking godly counsel yeah. um, is so true because if you, you can get mixed up with a counsel or a counselor yeah. who is not godly True. they will incite things yeah new age <laughs> yeah that's it and and not even that they'll have you and we, we we've ran across this have you hating your parents for something that they didn't do yeah yeah because that person put that in your mind mm -hmm. so, so we have to really be mindful yeah. seek the counsel of the godly have yeah. to do that Amen. Absolutely. So um, next question I have for you, and this is like a phenomenal session. I'm, in, I'm just enjoying myself. <laughs> okay. And so according to the word, what would you say is the essence of true ministry? True ministry. Mm -hmm. Well, um, I would say according to the word, mm -hmm. um, drawing people out of sin mm -hmm. into the fullness of Christ. Mm -hmm being the hands and the feet of Jesus, mm -hmm. um, reaching to the levels of uh, where I guess I would say people who feel like they are untouchable, yeah. unlovable, um, unreachable, mm -hmm. being so in tune with God that you, he's giving you the wisdom on how to do it. Yeah. Um, and I think that's what ministry is. It's not about the bright lights or the, uh, the, what? the outward presentation. It's not about flying around the country <laughs> <laughs> and your offerings and you know uh, prophesying money out of people. Oh my God! Because one thing I found out mm -hmm. is if I do ministry God's way, yeah. He's going to provide everything I need. Yes, I'm not going to have to um, call you know any $200 lines or. $100 line or anything. All I have to do is operate in faith. Amen. 
knowing that God said, I shall supply all of your need all. Mm-hmm. according to my riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Amen. So, Amen. Having your ears open, mm-hmm. being the hands and feet of Jesus, mm-hmm. allowing him to minister through you to mm-hmm. touch the heart of people is true ministry to me. Amen. Amen. I got one more question. <laughs> one more question. Okay. Why is it, imp- and I love, I, I love the whole faith thing, I tell you. Um, why is it important that we have faith? You know, in Hebrews, it talks about, you know, the different ones in the Old Testament that had faith. And why do we, why do we need faith? I think it says something about, you know, we have to have faith to believe that God, that he is, you know. Mm-hmm. And, you know, nowadays, I think people have replaced faith with, I can do this myself, you know, or, mm-hmm. you know, but why do we need to really have faith in God in this last hour? Well, one thing is because God is invisible mm-hmm. and we, we know he's there because we can feel him. Yeah. We, we, we are um, partakers of the miracles. We are partakers of the signs and wonders. Mm-hmm. So um, if we are going to see the manifestation of God in this hour, mm-hmm. then we have to feed our faith. It has to be real. It mm-hmm. has to be alive. It has to be uh, more tangible than ever. Mm-hmm. So um, the, I, I always say, um, especially now, that the, the enemy or demons mm-hmm. have been mm-hmm. loose in this earth Oh mm-hmm. my God. And I think it's some new demons that we haven't even, even experienced before. Yeah. That's been loose to, to um, St. John 10 and 10, as you, you mentioned, the mm-hmm. devil comes to kill. Mm-hmm. So there are murder demons. Mm-hmm. He comes to steal and to destroy. Mm-hmm. So if our faith is not there, knowing that uh, we're just in a, we're just in a season mm-hmm. where if we can get through this season, then the blessings of God are sure to, to overtake us. Mm-hmm. So faith is imperative. Oh, I, I can't stress it enough. And mm-hmm. this is why we got to eat the word on a daily basis. Right. Daily, not just when it's time to preach. Right. That's right. Mm-hmm. It has to be on a daily basis because you know how it is. Mm-hmm. You know, I can't run my vehicle for four and five weeks at a time without getting the fill up. Nope. I wish it worked that way, but it don't work that way. You'll be standing around talking about, okay, now, okay, now. <laughs> you know, the Bible says now faith is, you know, and that's something that, you know, we have to realize that faith is not tomorrow. It's right now. Right now. It's right now. It's, you know, we bring, you know, it's the evidence of things unseen. So even though you don't see it, it's already done. It's already manifested. We just waiting on it to show up on the timeline, you know? And so everything that we need from God, it's already done. The healing, deliverance, set free, you know, the the financial freedom, everything that we need, it's already ours. Jesus paid the price. And so it belongs to us. And so why do you think that people are not grasping the concept that we already have everything we need? Mm -hmm. Well, one reason is because we have not um, fully grasped Mm-hmm. The idea of what we need being locked in the heavens mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and what faith does, it opens up a portal so mm-hmm. that we can pull what's yeah. already been given yeah. um, from the heavens to us. So we, we can't, we see, we are people of um, sight, mm-hmm. but faith says we walk, we don't walk by 
by what we see, mm -hmm. what, what's in our hearts, what we believe. Mm -hmm. So if we could ever become creatures of um, hope or mm -hmm. um, of just pulling on the things of God, mm -hmm. then I think that we would be able to see God's manifested glory wow. like never before. You know, so, like the Bible says, what's, you know, it's already done in heaven. Absolutely. It's already done. And so like you said, if we could just pull on this here and really believe it yes yep yeah there it is the word uh -huh. if we fill on that word and really get it in our heart to believe no matter what i see with my natural eyes if it's not lining up with the word i'm like that is not the truth according mm -hmm. to the word this is the truth you know uh -huh. my pastor she'll say sure i may have some you know a person may have some symptoms of you know um some illness or whatever but my bible says by his stripes i'm already healed so the symptoms gotta go Glory yeah. to God. so so with that being said faith operates in what is what is truth yeah yeah but doubt operates in what is true okay mm -hmm. let me explain it again our faith says I'm reaching for what is true, mm -hmm. meaning that, uh, okay, the signs of whatever ailment is there, that's true. Mm -hmm. I might have financial issues, that's true. Mm -hmm. That's T-R-U-E. But the truth of the matter is. All right now. <laughs> by his stripes, I'm healed. I'm going to throw something at you. Oh my God. <laughs> so he's already made a way for my escape. That's the truth of the matter. Yeah. So if we can just get our minds off of what is true, what the verdict is, what the doctors have said, mm -hmm. what we see with our eyes, and right. we would get in that word and say, repeat mm -hmm. it, but the truth is, oh, yeah. glory to God. Not just some of my needs, but all of my needs. Oh, amen. Um, Amen. Yeah, <laughs> I can feel that. <laughs> Glory to God. Amen. Amen. That's the, now that's absolute truth. Amen. That's what I'm talking about. You uh -huh. know? And so in wrapping up the session tonight, uh, Prophet, is just, you know, speak some words of encouragement to the people out there um, that maybe um, that may need pastoring. They need um, deliverance. And, you know, just speak some words of encouragement, whatever God has you know, put on your heart to say. Okay. Well, first I want to say that um, pre-pandemic, um, I think maybe about February timeframe, mm -hmm. um, the, the Lord gave me a word to share um, with the body of Christ. Mm -hmm. And this is definitely including the pastors mm -hmm. that, um, and this was before, mind you, it was before the pandemic really broke out. Mm -hmm. He says that, um, he is getting ready to bless his people. Amen. Through the struggle, even through the test. And then when the pandemic hit mm -hmm. and we begin to see things changing, even the struggles, even the mm -hmm. death, he mm -hmm. said, but I'm going to bless my people in Amen. the midst of it. Yes. Of it. And those who are called by my name, those who have humbled themselves. Mm -hmm. So um, even now in this place that we are, Mm -hmm. I just hear the spirit of the Lord says, stay constant. Yeah. Uh, don't lose faith. Don't lose hope because he's working things out in our favor. Amen. And we don't have to try to fake it until we make it. 
-hmm. God says, I'm with you. And if I'm with you, then I'm more than the whole world against you. Amen. Glory to God. I'm just confident in that. I'm confident in that. Because it's the devil's job to to upset us, to Mm -hmm. get us to the place where we want to throw in the towel. Mm -hmm. Jesus said, I come that you might have life. Yes, yes. Have it more abundantly. Mm -hmm. So for that pastor tonight who is discouraged and who is, you know, don't know what to do, seem like resources are drying up. Mm -hmm. The people that you have poured into seem Mm to uh, be walking away from you. Mm -hmm. The Lord says, hold on. Amen. Look to me because your redemption draweth nigh. Amen. Praise you. you working it out in your favor. Amen. Amen. Well, I really, you know, appreciate you coming on tonight. This has been phenomenal. I got to have you back on because this is not done. (laughs) (laughs) Amen. And so um, tell us, um, how do we, um, how does the listening audience get in touch with you, your ministry, and, you know, how do we get in touch with you? Thank you so much. Well, we're we're on Facebook. Um, We have not opened our church fully yet. Mm-hmm. Um, but we do have our transition team mm-hmm. in the sanctuary on Sunday. Uh-huh. So uh, we're on Facebook Live on Greater El Bethel Deliverance Center. You can mm-hmm. catch us there on Sunday morning. Inbox mm-hmm. us there and we will um, be happy to get back with you. Okay. And um, also I'm on Praying Your Day. That this is, um, I'm not on this week. This is Minister West Rest Week, but okay. I'll be back next Monday. Um, so you can catch us there at 6.30 a.m. every morning. And so, what uh, time zone are you in? Is that Eastern Standard Time? Yes, it's Eastern Standard Time. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. Yep, see, I'm, hey, I'm telling y'all you need to get on that prayer line because she be going in. <laughs> <laughs> to God be the glory. To God. Amen. Well, thank you so much for coming on tonight. And God bless you. And we definitely we'll be uh, talking again. Uh, this has been phenomenal. It's been like a refreshing for me just to have this dialogue because it's so important that people know that Jesus loves them and he has a plan for them. Yes, he does. And thank you, Apostle. Thank you so much. And we're going to find out one day if we're related here. We probably are. We probably are. Because I have some relatives that migrated to the Virginias. Yes. And so we're going to have to find out. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. God bless you. And thanks for coming on. You have a God bless you too. I love you. Love you too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Wasn't that an awesome teaching? We look forward to you tuning in each week for more teachings from Apostle Allison J. Cross, founder of Fire and Rain Ministries. You can follow us on Facebook, Roku, The Fire Stick, Apple TV, iTunes, and more under the Fivefold Network. To contact the ministry, you can reach us at 252-764-5685 or email us at ApostleAJCross at gmail.com. God bless you and see you next time.